Super 70 Sports Podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Ah, welcome to the Super 70 Sports Podcast. I am Ricky Cobb, and I have an admission to make today, and... It's difficult for me to come to terms with this, but I want to tell everyone that I have accepted that I am a sports logo-holic. And they always say that admitting the problem is the first step to getting help, but I kind of refuse to believe that it's a problem because, you know, my passion for sports logos goes back as far as my passion for sports themselves. And that's the way that I've always liked it, and I know that a lot of you guys relate 100% to what I'm talking about. We all have our favorite logos. We all have the logos that we don't like so much, but our favorites are are, are unique to each of our pasts as sports fans, and we all have our own Mount Rushmore of, of, of logos that we look upon. For me, the Houston Astros logo, both of the original orbiting baseball designs, and yes, there are two different ones, one designed in 1965 and the redesign, I believe, in 1977. Both of those are high on my list. The New York Mets logo is another one that I've always loved. And there's really so many. I I think everybody who follows Super 70 Sports uh, probably knows my abiding affection for Bucko Bruce and the creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm not sure that there's any logo in the history of professional sports that can top the Hartford Whalers logo. And I've called it the best use of negative space in the history of negative space, that sweet H that uh, emerges out of the W and the whale's tail fin. A lot of people still are realizing for the first time that that H is there, even all these many years later. It's just a genius design, and I've praised it frequently on the Super 70 Sports Twitter feed, talking about just how much I truly love that logo. And to my delight, my my friend Steve Russian put me in touch with my guest today, and I think that we could call my guest today something of an expert on the Hartford Whalers logo. And I say that because he happens to be the man who conceived it and designed it. Joining me now on the Super 70 Sports Hotline, the designer of one of the greatest logos in the history of pro sports. Heck, one of the greatest logos in the history of logos, Mr. Peter Good. Peter, how are you? I'm I'm fine, Ricky. Thank you so much. Well, it's it's a great pleasure to have you on the podcast because... The Hartford Whalers logo is so iconic uh, in the world of sports, and we're going on now, what, 20-plus years without the Whalers being in existence, and the logo still seems to be so deep in our consciousness. Yes, well, it's uh, oddly enough, it's a a cultural phenomenon in in a way, uh, and that uh, the the, uh, popularity of it uh, extends beyond the, the existence of the team. So uh, it's become something that's out into the public world right now and, and has been freed of the, the, the limitation of, of a sports team. So it is a, a, you know, a phenomenon. I keep on thinking that uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell could, could, could 
take us back to the beginning. How did you get the opportunity to make this design? As, as many of my listeners know, the Whalers were initially a, a WHA team, and they were a part of the merger, came into the NHL for the 1979-1980 season, and rebranded from the New England Whalers to the Hartford Whalers. And, yes, that's right. And at that time, they took on the visual identity that you created. So could you kind of take me back to how you were approached, how you became the guy who got the sure. gig to, to sure. do this? Uh, I was very lucky, and it was a, uh, a, an aberration in a, in a way. Uh, I mean, the, the idea of a, of a major uh, sports team uh, hiring a single 30-year-old designer, uh, not that well-known, uh, it was really very odd uh, to begin with. But I was brought in through an agency that was handling the advertising for the um, Harvard Whalers, and uh, I met, uh, and he insisted that I just work with the uh, uh, organization directly. So I was not uh, art directed in any way by by uh, this agency. And um, so I met with Howard Baldwin, uh, Jack Kelly, and um, uh, a marketing fellow by the name of Bill Barnes. And uh, they gave me very little to to work at, work on, other than the fact that. Uh, they were the New England Whalers used a, a, a W and a harpoon. Uh, there was a seafaring quality to it, um, and uh, and it let me let me loose. So I approached it the way I I normally do any identity. Um, I started with a very very wide uh, perspective uh, and just uh, made all the references, all the associations that I could think of. I just put them down. I mean, what do you have? You have well, you have the uh, the theme, the whalers. So you have uh, you know seafaring and, and uh, whale hunting and so forth. Uh, you have the uh, the idea that it's in Hartford now, uh, Hartford Whalers. You have all the icons of, of the sport itself, uh, you know, hockey sticks and pucks and uh, things like that. And then the idea that it's skate, skating, it's, it's on ice. So you have all these elements to work with, and. Um, my first initial uh, approach was to do, I think I did maybe six or eight different designs, not as finished candidates for the logo, but just ways of thinking about the identity. And uh, I used some whales. I, had, I did things with uh, uh, the complete whale uh, figure, which is kind of amorphous when you think of it. I mean, the tail is the very unique aspect of it. And I did some with, with just the tail uh, also. And um, I met with the uh, the management and, and, and those three people I mentioned. And um, Howard Baldwin, the owner, said, oh, I like that one. And it was a, it was a letter form W. Uh, it had the H. And, uh, but the three, the three stems were uh, uh, the two uh, uh, vertical stems of the letter form W in the center uh, formed a, a, a trident, a harpoon. So it was kind of like a symbol of, of uh, seafaring in a way. And uh, Howard says, I like that. Let's go with that. And I said, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you, you know, I said, why do, you, why do you like that? He says, I like it because I, it has the H in it. And I said, well, you know, that that was not a prerequisite. I mean, I didn't, that was just an idea. That's why I wanted to, uh, 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 you know, cast a wide net, so to speak, and show you different ways of looking at the, at this. But now that I know that, 
let me uh, let me revisit that that concept with with that in mind and um and it was a very short time i mean they had a press conference uh scheduled and and i think i had maybe a week or something like that uh so i went back and i started playing with it and and, and trying to resolve the the uh the dissonance, the moral dissonance or ethical dissonance by the idea that a harpoon kills whales and whales, uh, a little whale was their mascot, you know. Right. There was a contradiction in that, you know, and and, and, and it was also uh, a time when uh, Save the Whales was was, uh, in the air. So I started playing with alternatives to the the trident. And... uh, then I, I came up with the with the whales uh, whales tail, and went through a whole series of trial and errors trying to f- figure out how that would fit in with the W and then the negative uh, negative H space, and until I finally worked it out formally, that um, uh, and, and it was a very uh, fortuitous situation in that. Uh, here I'm dealing with two symmetrical letter forms and a symmetrical uh, uh, whale's tail. So you had three. The symmetry was was built into those elements. I, I crafted it, and uh, when, when I when I when it reached the final uh, 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 graceful solution of the of the of the H and the, and the W, uh, I felt that this was really really unique. It's it's. It's kind of hard to describe in a way what what it is because it's not a monogram, but it's it is, and it's not totally a pictogram. It's a combination of a of a monogram and a pictogram. So there's a there's a, a, a literal element or symbolic in a, in a way, the whale's tail, and then the the, the two letter forms, and it, it it just all came together. And uh, and of course, when whenever you do something like this. Uh, built into your 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 rationale is application. So I, I always was thinking how how this could work, and uh, you know, and you know, very uh, small objects like a tie pin or mm-hmm. lapel pin buttons and things like that, and then also large applications like you know, on an ice rink in the center of an ice rink, or you know, flags, banners, all of that. And uh, also how it could work with the um, with the uniforms because we we we, uh, uh, we designed the first uniforms and and um, and, uh, and and so forth. So uh, and and, and, uh, and obviously the products. You know, we did umbrellas and aprons and T-shirts, of course, and tote bags and all of that. And it all worked really, really well. Uh, there was definition. There was clarity. And of course, there's, there there was the uh, elusive. I say elusive because a lot of people don't didn't see it right away. Is the H <laughs> right? Uh, to, make, to this day, H. people miss out day, on that. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely. And people, come, I saw the H. You know, like uh, <laughs> it's epiphany so, for, for people. Yeah. Um, so I presented it, uh, and and uh, Howard Baldwin loved it. Uh, Bill Barnes, the marketing guy, liked it. The 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 coach, Jack Kelly, was a little apprehensive. It was it was so unique. I mean, it didn't look like any other NHL logo, you know. So I, I was I was very gratified that they had the courage to put something on a uniform that was different than most of the um, the NHL logos, you know. And um, and then we designed the products, the the uniforms, and so forth, and. Uh, 
and it, it worked very well. Uh, I did, you know, graphic guidelines, which were extremely simple. It was a two-color, uh, two-color logo. Uh, now, I did spe- now the, speaking of the color, did yeah, did sure. was the the green and blue color scheme? Was that your idea? Did they did they tell you what colors you needed to work with, or was that something? Uh, no, the, the only thing I, I did have was that it had the, the Whalers had a tradition of using the green, uh, and so I, I maintained that. But I, obviously, I wanted to bring in uh, some relationship to uh, to whales, so that uh, the the um, uh, the blue of the whales worked together, and blue and green seemed to be a, a, a terrific combination. I did originally have a an orange accent. Uh, line. It was basically for the uniforms, but that that was eliminated uh, for some reason. I can't remember uh, going back that far. But uh, it worked uh, great on on, uh, on pucks and, uh, and fabrics and uh, you know glassware. Uh, it translated very easily to like embroidery and things like that. Well, tell me what what's it like creating something like this and then you look out on the ice and you've got Gordie Howe up until that point, the the, the the greatest player to ever put on a pair of skates. Some people would argue to this day that he's the greatest player ever. And right. there he is wearing your logo. Is that is that surreal? What's that experience like to create something that is on that stage? Well, uh, it, it, it's, it's gratifying, uh, of course, but, but you know, as a designer, I, I, I've designed you know a hundred different logos for institutions and so forth. So I, I don't mean to say that I wasn't uh, 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 very pleased to, to see it, but somehow you get you get used to it, and, and you know, you do something like that, and um, it's it's very uh, it's very successful, and you get acc- accolades. And then you you it's like what's next now you know <laughs> sure sure so uh, uh, but but what was more su- surprising is the the aftermath um, of the success of the of the logo I mean I you know it's it's um, that that is a surprising uh, cultural phenomenon you know that. I don't know of another thing like that. Well, I've read uh, other interviews as I was doing my research for our conversation today that there's some question, or maybe there's not question, uh, about who owns the logo. I, I mean, right. you never handed over ownership of that logo to the franchise. No, no, I, I didn't. And, and, um, and I remember in the 80s, I was asked to sign a, sign a document uh, handing over the rights to, to uh, of, of the logo, and uh, we had gone through several other uh, and, and different clients uh, where this this has come up uh, copyright and rights and so forth. And uh, so uh, I had a lawyer, and a lawyer says I, I wouldn't sign that if I were you. I had no idea the significance uh, of that, uh, but I didn't sign it. I still have I still have the document that I I didn't sign, and I still have the check for a dollar. It was to validate it. <laughs> so, no, so I never, I never did sign the rights over, and um, so it was not work for hire. That's the first question lawyers ask. Is this work for hire? And uh, it was not. Uh, I, I was paid a small fee to do it, and um, so, but but we 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 have 
we have gone through some legal exploratory, but it got so entangled with the city of Hartford, the NHL, and uh, copyright, and trademark, the distinctions between those two. So we just gave up. But we are uh, we are producing our own uh, our own materials on a, on a very small small scale. Uh, some some uh, t- uh, t- uh, shirts and hats and things like that. And we'll probably uh, try to try to do more of that. But with, there, there, there's no way that we would uh, 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 you know. Uh, go after the NHL and say, you know, you, you know, you don't have the right to do this. It would just, I'm, I'm too old. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would be in courts for years, and, and uh, uh, the battery of lawyers that they must have <laughs> would chat it with. Well, t- tell me a little bit about the uniform design because that I would assume is a is a different challenge and. And I know from our our conversation before we began taping that you weren't really. This is going to surprise people, uh, but you weren't really a hockey fan per se. No, 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 no. Uh, we, we became a little. Uh, obviously, when I did this, we became. We started going to the games, and my, my two sons went to you know uh, uh, kids hockey and things like that. And um, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I I I never knew the game, and uh, I mean I. I've always was a student of, of, of you know, visual identities and things. So I, I was aware of uh, what it takes to make something that's that's uh, that's memorable and uh, you know the, the the formal aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, it was a total new experience uh, uh, for me. Uh, so the uniforms, I, I, uh, it was an easy application. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the the logo on the front. Uh, we did try to um, adapt the the, uh, the uniforms a bit, and, and, and that most hockey uniforms uh, are are top heavy. You know, jerseys come come down low, and it, and it makes the the uh, lower part of the body seem squashed or something. And and so we try to raise the center of gravity so it, the, the the uniforms would would uh, give off a more fleeting. Look, well, that uh, they like the idea, but but working with uh, these companies that do the uniforms, you know, everything is set up a certain way, and they didn't want to upset that uh, that that tradition, you know. So that aspect never worked. But but other than that, uh, it was just using the uh, uh, the two colors, and uh, there's some accent, you know, rings and, and bands and so forth. And then, of course, there's the uh, the away uh, the away jersey, which was uh, solid green and just the the logo reversed out of it, uh, which worked very well, also. So we're talking about you were you were mentioning at the outset that the logo has obviously outlived uh, the team as they right. relocated uh, over 20 years ago now. And in the news right now, as we tape, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, have a new owner, and he is talking about uh, the team embracing some of their heritage as uh, the the Hartford Whalers, which which they've never done. In over 20 years in Carolina, that hasn't happened until now. Well, you know, one of the things that happened uh, that made me aware of uh, the start of this whole 
phenomenon of the uh, the whalers uh, being a, a popular brand uh, I was asked to be on a it was a live program a North Carolina radio station and I got a call they, they looked up they, they found out that I had designed it and they um, they got me on air this was maybe seven eight years ago maybe something like that and uh, they asked me What's going on? Because all the hurricane fans are walking in with whalers' identities, <laughs> you know. And this is the first I heard of it. I mean, well, there was a few photographs that people sent me of, of uh, some celebrities wearing it and so on. So it started. It was almost like a tipping point, you know. Uh, started a while ago, and then it just built and built and built. So I could, I, you know, I I, I I was kind of like surprised by it. I couldn't really give the answer in the course of the typical question that you just asked me. Uh, well, who owns the rights? And uh, that, that, is, that is an ongoing uh, conundrum, you know. Uh, so, that, that, yeah, that's, that's when I first became aware of it. And, uh, and uh, then we, um, you know, we, 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 we were contacted by, started getting uh, requests from different people, a fellow doing a, a, a doctorate, uh, a thesis on, <laughs> on the Whalers logo. That's tremendous. And John Hodgman uh, was a became a big Wheeler's logo fan. Are you familiar with John Hodgman? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, he he was coming to Hartford and uh, for the, something called the Connecticut Forum. It's a uh, it was a comedy show with three three uh, with a, th- a three person panel discussion. He was one of them, and I happened to uh, I happened to be at a radio station doing something else, and. Uh, one of the hosts said, oh, John Hodgman is coming, and uh, all he wants is a Whaler's shirt. And so I said, oh, that's, in- that's interesting. And I said, it, it, it turns out my wife and I had tickets for that show. So, uh, but, and then someone else mentioned his, his website, and, and they said, congratulations, John Hodgman is lauding your logo. You know, and he has this whole story where he saw someone in Brooklyn with a tattoo of the logo on, you know. And so uh, he... he uh, during the show, he, he takes off his three-piece suit and, and dons a whaler uh, shirt and, uh, and goes on and on about the negative space and the blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he acknowledged me from the office because he, uh, from the audience because he, he found out that I was there. But, uh, and, and, then, and then he asked if I would be on his program, his radio program, so I said, sure. And during the, um, during the broadcast, uh, he he ended up kind of joking. He said, well, you know, that logo is so great. You know, I have an H in, in my name, too. Uh, maybe do, do a logo. And I said, yeah, sure. And, and he was joking, and I was joking when I said, sure. But afterward, I started fooling around, and, and uh, I came up with a, with a very, very uh, uh, interesting design for, for his logo using uh, an H and a J for, for John, but, but it, it, it used the negative space the way the, the, uh, uh, the Weathers logo does. And uh, he was absolutely thrilled uh, about it, and he has T-shirts and hats. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't be thrilled? Uh, I'm, I'm just regretful that I don't have an H in my name, or I would be trying to butter you up right now. <laughs> that's terrific. I, I'm actually looking at it right now. I pulled it up. Yeah, it's that's terrific. I, I love that. Yeah, and I like John Hodgman uh, a little bit better now that I know about his affinity. 
for this. Well, you know, in Connecticut, uh, another uh, item where you've been in the news with this logo this year is the state of Connecticut now has Hartford Whaler vanity plates, uh, yeah. essentially, that have debuted. So, yes. tell me a little yeah. bit about how that how that came to be. Well, there's a Whalers Booster Club, which is just. Uh, very, very enthusiastic about uh, uh, maintaining. In fact, I, I'm curious to see how they will feel about the uh, North Carolina uh, issue because they want to bring the whalers back back to Hartford. They've been, uh, you know, politicking for this for a long time, and uh, they they came up with the idea, presented it to the legislature, and, and uh, it, it was voted in uh, as one of the new new laws. So that that's that's really uh, interesting about that, but. I don't know how they'll feel about uh, North Carolina and infringing on things. Yeah, right? right? Because, well, you're originally from Hartford. Yeah. Yourself, right. how, how, do you, how do you feel about it? I mean, what does the Hartford guy within you say? Is there a part of you that says, ah, oh, that's, a, that's a Hartford thing, or, or is it more, hey, this well, is something I did, and I'm, I'm proud to see it out there? Well, 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 what's curious, I mean, you know, I mean, North... North Carolina hurricanes, you know, NC. What what is the what is the logic? I mean, and and, and if they wear it, how how does that work with their own brand? There seems to be you know a conflict there, to say the least. You know, so I I, I don't know. I but but proprietary. I mean, I I don't know. I I I think I've lost control of anything to do with the way that (laughs) that logo was used. You know. So uh, I, I I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a really interesting aspect because the idea that you're you're using something that 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 because people like it it's it's like a it's like an audience uh, driven issue you know it, 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 the popularity is uh, overriding any kind of logic. I have to ask you from the standpoint of being a creator of something special. You know, as you mentioned, you've received accolades for this, and deservedly so, but on the other hand, it's still, you're still relatively anonymous compared to, you know, Paul McCartney writes Hey Jude, and everybody knows Hey Jude, but we all know that Paul McCartney wrote Hey Jude, whereas the Harper Whalers logo is out there, and most people, many of my listeners probably are hearing the name Peter Good for the first time today as we have this conversation. That's true. What's that like? Is it because I'm telling you right now, if I had designed this logo, I would probably every time I met somebody and I shook their hand, I would be, "Hi, I'm Ricky Cobb. I designed the Hartford Whalers logo." I would lead with that. Well, What's it like being in a position where you've created something <laughs> so ubiquitous and yet so many people don't associate you with it? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, I'm just not that that kind of a person. You know? <laughs> I probably I mean, wouldn't I, be that. I, I probably I, wouldn't be I, that aggressive with it, but <laughs> I would kind of want to. I'd drop hints, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it, it, you know, it, it comes up enough that uh, you know it, it satisfies me. Uh, I mean, it, you know, people do do locally anyway. People uh, know that I did it. In fact, there, there was a. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the article in Sports uh, Sports Illustrated about, about, about a year ago um, on, on the logo, on the Whalers logo. I had a, a, a fellow in Chester uh, stop me. It was before I had seen the article. He says, oh, I don't know if I could talk to you, anyone that's in Sports Illustrated. My goodness. You know. <laughs> so, so, you know, 
people know locally that I did it. So it's it's enough for me. Well, tell me, I've had Todd Radom on the podcast a couple of times, and Todd did the logos and and visual identities for the uh, Los Angeles Angels and the Washington Nationals, among among a lot of other work that he's done. And I always have fun uh, picking his brain about... Um, the mind of the designer and, and what you're looking for, what you're trying to achieve when you're creating a visual identity for, for a client. Um, thinking of it in terms of sports logos, and oddly enough, I think, in some respects, this is the only sports logo that you've done. I would have thought that somewhere along the line, somebody would have had the good sense to say, you know, let's call the Whalers guy. <laughs> and, and and talk to him because uh, he's batting a thousand. Well, well, that, thank you. But uh, you know, it, it, there's so many different factors that that have come into play with with uh, of sports logos. You know, we mentioned the aggression aspect of it. Not that that's bad in itself, but uh, but but and there's also this this sense of irony uh, that 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 seems to be coming in, and, and plus all the. The multiple marketing uh, initiatives, you know, uh, like the Hartford uh, minor league baseball team, uh, new new to Hartford, just just uh, created a new identity. Uh, well, when they moved to Hartford, uh, it's the Hartford Yard Goats. Is the name. <laughs> now, now, you know, I mean, the idea of using the word goat in, in for a sports team, you know, I mean, it's it's like saying. Yeah, we're we're bad. We're so we're so confident that we could use the name goats and still <laughs> still be good. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's like the Mighty Ducks in a way. I mean, you know, ducks are you know the, the association sitting duck. You know, <laughs> right. ducks in a, in a shooting gallery. You know, and yet the Mighty Ducks has a funny twist to it. And, and and also the advent of of cartoon characters, and, it, and I, I think it's all driven by uh, merchandising to younger younger uh, audiences, you know, and building up uh, some some kind of a following. Uh, so I, I don't know if I would fit in. I mean, the the, the Weathers logo is, is is kind of like a, a modernist approach to 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 design in a way. I mean, formally, and the problem I have with lots of these sports logos they're they're just so complicated there's no definition if you if you just stand back they can kind of become confusing you know there's yes. that separation uh, I, I mean when you when you when you think of some of the the, the most successful ones and probably the new york yankees monogram the ny has to be one of the i mean it's like the coca-cola of, of major league baseball absolutely you know? absolutely and it is and it's a, it's a it's a you know a 19th century monogram you know, and it doesn't even need multiple colors. It doesn't need any kind of uh, 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 anything else. So, so the idea of tradition and longevity becomes it becomes a part of it. And, and, and those are the ones that I, I I think are are pretty strong, like the uh, the Boston Bruins, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, those those seem to have a. a uh, a certain clarity, the St. Louis Blues, uh, also, but um, most of the logos are are uh, are kind of they don't demand any kind of mental appreciation. 
Well, there's isn't there a they want them to be cool. They want thirteen year olds to like them. I think you know, and it's uh, they're they're playing to a different kind of audience. It's 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 less sophisticated by design. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I I I have to agree with that. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a funny thing. Uh, I mean, University of Connecticut, the Huskies. We did uh, we did the identity for UConn before the last iteration, which was actually designed by Nike, just the the, the Yukon uh, letter forms. Uh, but they had a they had a husky, and when I remember when we were working with it uh, for the institutional identity, everyone said, "Well, what are you going to do about the huskies?" And I'm saying, "Nothing at all. The, the you know the sports icon is a separate part of the university." Well. Ten years later, Nike comes in and, and <laughs> makes the whole university very much like the sports uh, identity. So the, the institution identity followed the sports. <laughs> oh, I, well, don't yeah. get me started on Nike because oh, well, uh, it's just oh. it's a it's a cancer on uh, oh, you know. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I, well, I, I'll tell you, you know, and and, and uh, you, you'd, you'd cringe on the publicity that happened because it. You know, the, the whole idea that Nike donated the design. Well, they donated the design, <laughs> but what are the licensing contracts, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, but, but anyway, the, the, the point is that the, when we were working, the Husky dog was this friendly, happy dog, you know? Yes. And it was on the, on the, on the uh, men's and women's basketball and football and so forth. Well, they, Nike changed uh, the, the logo to a, to a, a stronger more menacing dog, you know, and to me, to me, the idea of having an innocent dog on a team that was very aggressive, you had the best of both worlds, you know, it, it was, it, it was, it was unique, it had, a, it had a, a true identity has to have a uniqueness about it, and if, if, if everything is aggressive, then it kind of dilutes that whole, well. that whole now you are really touching on one of my pet peeves in sports logos because over the course of the last let's say 20 25 years i think there has been a heightened focus and when teams have introduced new logos or when teams have tried to punch up their existing logo they have consistently tried to make the logo, whether you want to say aggressive, menacing, right. intimidating. Intimidating right. is the word that gets thrown around a lot, which right. which I find to be ridiculous because who is intimidated by a logo? I don't care how angry the dog looks. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, it, it's really amazing how uh, uh, ideas like that get embedded into... Uh, uh, into uh, the vernacular, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's quite it, it's, it's quite um, quite stunning to me. Uh, but uh, getting back to by the by the way, the license, um, uh, the, the the my only pet peeve about that, uh, delighted that, that it's happened. It brings the logo to more people and so forth. But they used a version of that logo that was changed from the original, and most people don't don't even wouldn't even notice this difference but to me it's a it's a great difference somewhere along the 80s and it might have been this time when they asked me to uh, make it aggressive they wanted to change the logo you know the teams teams think that if you change the logo it's like a new start <laughs> you know 
if you're losing, it's going to help you win. But uh, but anyway, they they uh, the, the uh, there's a version that's that's out there uh, where the the tail is flattened out. It, it, it to me it changes the whole proportion of the uh, of the tail versus the W. And they put it inside a, a gray outline. Yes, yeah, the gray outline is another another aspect of it. But the shape of the whale's tail and the W. I'm looking at it right now. They they flattened out the yes, the tail the tail exactly. fin. It, exactly. It is exactly. does not well, look it, nearly. It doesn't look as good. Yeah, it's not as graceful and so forth. Uh, so, um, but you know, sometimes you just you know. Uh, first of all, I have no control over over that whatsoever. But I but I I feel like I I, I have to point it out. You know. Well, sure. And you weren't even consulted on that, right? They just. No. No, they just no, did their just, thing. Right, right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I I don't understand why. You know, you made mention, there was another interview uh, of yours I, I saw where, or read where you basically criticized in design change for the sake of change. Right. And there, right. there does seem to be a lot of that. That if you're not rebranding or doing something with your branding every several uh, years, then you know you're yeah. you're doing it wrong. Apparently yeah. now. Yeah, but then then again, look at look at uh, some of the the the, uh, the most enduring uh, logos. Look at like the script for the Dodgers. You know, I mean, it's just so so uh, so incredibly uh, right because of the longevity of it. Uh, the saturation of of uh, that 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 form with its audience, uh, it's 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 endearing as well as enduring. I mean, and it's funny that I I was looking at the uh, uh, the Dodgers, uh, the California team, and there's they they use that beautiful script that, that came from Brooklyn, and then they have a baseball on it. <laughs> Baseball teams that have baseballs in their logo—it's—it's you know? <laughs> it's so unnecessary. I want to say that the NBA, and I could be wrong, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the NBA has a rule now that with new logos, it has to have a basketball in it. Really? That they really? actually require that, unless you ah. can get a special exemption of some type. You know the old teams are grandfathered in, but no but logo changes. I believe I know that that was the case. I think that was the case at least at one time, and uh, I agree with you. It's I I we you know you're a basketball team. I don't know that we have to. Yeah, that's right. I'm not. You know I may not be the quickest on the uptake in the world, but you don't have to lead me along by the nose quite that. Strongly. Oh, oh, absolutely. Why why not give something a little bit more? Be 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 more. Um... Uh, be more provocative and 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 and, and, and maybe more uh, uh, you know ambiguity could really really uh, be 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 good in certain situations you know where where you you have to stretch your mind a bit you know and engages you and 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 that that becomes to me that strengthens the mnemonic quality of it that's what becomes memorable. Right, I agree with that, and I, and it's it's interesting, you know, as, as you mentioned that, the, and I don't think we talked about this actually uh, during the pod. I think we mentioned this in our pre-show uh, conversation that we had. The Whalers actually came to you 
I don't know if this was in the 90s. This sounds like something that would have probably happened in the 90s. And asked you if the logo could be made more aggressive. Right. 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 <laughs> and what do you I mean, what do you do to, to make a W and a tail fin uh, yeah. angry? Well, well, yeah. And, and uh, even if it, even if it were a whale, how could you know? How could you bring aggression to a whale? You know, I mean, it just uh, it just doesn't exist. You're 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 uh, you're humanizing it, and, and uh, it just doesn't work. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think my advice at that time was uh, try try winning some games. Uh, th- th- this th- this would be the the thing to do. So uh, I almost yeah. wonder. I almost wonder, Peter, in a strange way. If the longevity uh, of this logo really becoming the icon that it's become is, in a in a sick way, maybe it was helped by the team relocating. Because who's to say that, you know, back in two thousand one, if they'd stayed in Hartford, somebody would have come up with some dopey, angry whale, and well, they would have sure. you know just rebranded yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, that that certainly could have happened. Uh, you know, it, I, I think just. It, it, it's kind of a mysterious thing. I mean, it, it, there's lots of different factors. I mean, I think the 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 symmetry and the crest-like shape, overall shape, adds to its um, uh, to its attraction. You know, just in itself, the formal aspect of it. Forget hockey. Forget anything else. Uh, and I think that that I, I like to think it uh, that, that would be that would be part of it. I mean, when you have you know uh, movie stars and people. Uh, putting that on, on shirts, wearing the wearing those shirts, it's because it looks good, you know. It's become it's become a, an aesthetic aspect. All I can think of in the back of my mind for the last ten minutes of our conversation is I need a whaler's jersey. So <laughs> I, I think that that is going to be a near term purchase. Uh, well, for uh, me, you know, you know, I, 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 I'd be glad to send you what what. Uh, what we do, uh, we, we're, we are uh, just doing some very, very simple. I'm using a one-color Whalers logo. Oh, I'll send you a print too. I do a print uh, that has the progression of the of the, the last stage development. Of the oh, way that's the, fantastic! The, the, uh, and and, and you, I, you must give me your address before we we close off. Um, it's it's kind of like a statement, and, and I, I actually did. Uh, I actually did a fun thing. I, we were, I was sitting around one day, and, and you know, we were, my, my wife has a boutique, by the way, and we, that's where we sell some of the stuff. Well, give us the give us the uh, web address where uh, where my listeners can find you. Oh, sure. Uh, it's um, uh, Cummings C U M M I N G S hyphen Good G O O D dot com. And, right. uh, yeah, that ha- that has the stuff on it, but uh, but what we what we're doing, we're just doing it in in, in the one color version, and it's very very sophisticated uh, embroidery. And uh, well, when we did the products originally, uh, did all these different things, we thought it was it was billed as a designer's collection, and and we thought because of the logo that we could be 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 subtle and discreet and so forth. And uh, that never happened because the sports fans like their logos big and brassy and bold and so forth. And and uh, so, but now now that all this time has passed and now that it's been released from the from the NHL in a way, 
now is the time to do some sophisticated stuff because I think it could be, it could transcend uh, uh, sports apparel, you know. It could, it could reach out into a larger society. Like I've always wanted to do a, a silk scarf with, with, a, with a black and white logo on it, you know. Uh, because it would, it would, if, if the scarf was in use, it would be very abstract. You'd just see these black and silver swirls, you know. Yeah. But then you'd open it up and you'd have the logo. Uh, so we, we, we have we have some ideas of doing things like that. And uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe the NHL will, will come after us and sue us or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, NHL, with your, yeah, your yeah, army yeah. of attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> But we're doing it under the uh, the, the rubric of uh, a signature series, in other words, by the designer of the original logo. You know, I love it. So, I love it. And <laughs> the, the the website is Cummings Good dot com. Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs to go and check that out because I the passion for this logo is. I know on Twitter. If I am bereft of ideas and I just need a tweet that's going to get a lot of response, I can always just go to your logo and make a make some comment just along the lines of the great the greatest logo of all time and people people eat it up. So I, I can't th- I can't think of listen Peter, hang on the line and I'll get you my address. But one little aside, uh, absolutely, go right ahead. We were sitting around uh, talking one night uh, and, and, and wondering about uh, what products we could do. And I said, hey, how about a, a T-shirt with the logo, kind of maybe a distressed logo, and then underneath it we have property of Peter Good. <laughs> and I, and I, said it as a, I said it as a joke, but my, uh, but my, my son and, and my wife said, oh, of course, let's do it. So we do have that. Okay, that's, that's another brilliant. thing I'll send you. Okay, that's, that's another thing Oh my goodness, man! You you're you are making my. I'm telling you right now. I have two of my greatest thrills, uh, without a doubt, are uh, meeting you and meeting my friend Harry Brashear, who designed the original Houston Astros logo with the oh, wow. the, the orbiting uh, baseballs around the Astrodome. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I know it. Because oh, I, I I can tell you, you know, it's it, it's just. Uh, to, to me, what men such as yourself have done for sports is uh, you're the unsung heroes uh, uh-huh. of sports because the, the visuals, the uniforms, we we love these things as fans, and yet so often we have no real idea of the story behind how it came to be. Well, I, I appreciate that uh, very much, and I appreciate being on your your your, your broadcast. Uh, very much, Ricky. You, you've asked some really good questions, and they, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. Hang on the line, and yeah. I'll tell you how to get in touch with me. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. You too, Ricky. Thank you. Uh, what a gentleman Peter Good is. You know, we recorded this episode a few weeks ago, and I have to say, not to boast, but Peter sent me one of the kindest and most thoughtful care packages I've ever received in my life. I got a gorgeous hand-signed print of the Hartford Whalers logo that I'm going to frame up and put in my office. It's just absolutely beautiful. He sent me some uh, t-shirts, a cap, there, there was more. It really was like Christmas had visited me outside of the Christmas season. I just can't thank Peter enough 
for his generosity. Truly a class act. My guest next week. Oh yes, my guest next week. How shall I share with you this wonderful, triumphant news? Uh, perhaps a quick musical clue uh, could be helpful. So why don't we do that? Let's go to the musical clue about next week's guest on the Super 70 Sports Podcast. Here's the story. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder what that could mean. I know that song. Hmm. Of a of a man named Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was busy with three boys of his own. What if we brought one of those boys onto the podcast next week? You know, folks, I'm here to tell you that persistence sometimes pays off. I've been trying to land this guest for probably over a year now, and I couldn't be prouder to say that it's finally happening, and I still can't quite believe it. But Barry Williams will be my guest next week right here on the Super 70 Sports Podcast. That's right, baby. Johnny Bravo himself, Greg Brady, will be in the house, the his house, right here exclusively on the Super 70 Sports Podcast. My mind is blown, and yours will be too. It's going to be a very Brady Super 70 Sports Podcast. And so until then, I'm Ricky Cobb reminding you to never, ever miss an episode of the Super 70 Sports Podcast.